Hey guys, welcome back to the Old Christian Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm here with my typical co-host today, Codus. What's up, my guy? Oh, not much. What's up with you, man? Uh, just eager, man. We're, so oh, yeah. this is this is our episode where we're talking with the modern Bushman on TikTok. Uh, I don't know if you're okay with me saying your name, um, but modern yeah, Bushman. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. My name What's is up, Ryan. Ryan? <laughs> there it is. Oh man, so it's good uh, to be talking to you guys. Dude, it's so awesome to have you. I mean, oh, yeah. you're you're kind of living my childhood dream right now. Like honestly, to, though, yeah. <laughs> I went to. Uh, living, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm oh, living no. mine too, man. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I uh, I went to Alaska when I was in third grade, and I loved it. And ever since then, I just kind of wanted to live off the land. And I watch your TikToks. I'm like, this man is living it. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest I'm here. Trying. I didn't know. Okay, so this is gonna sound stupid, and you know that that happens, but. I thought Alaska was all snow and cold, but like, it doesn't look that bad where you live. It looks pretty nice. I talked to a lot of people that, that think that's what it is. It's all igloos up here, but really, mm-hmm. uh, it's almost Jurassic, man. The plants in the summer, three hours of solid sunlight. And what? so all the plants, oh yes, it's the plants grow, oh my the understory, the grass, everything is so much bigger here than it is in the lower 48. And that so sounds it looks beautiful. Like, yeah, it is. It's absolutely beautiful right now. All the fireweed is blooming in the forest, and it's all pink and vibrant. And oh uh, my goodness, it, it's another world up here, fellas. I tell you. So, how often? I, I know earlier you texted me you said if you don't encounter, or if, like if you do encounter the bear or a moose. So, how often do you run into wildlife? I imagine a good bit. The moose are uh, very common on the trails because really? just like uh, just like us, the animals are going to travel the easiest path if they can. And so yeah. they they use the bridges over the creeks and they walk the trails as much as they can and if we drop a tree then they hear it and they'll come try to eat the tops of it really and uh so we yeah we encounter moose all the time at any given time the dogs might start barking and we'll look outside and there's a moose aren't they like like 10 feet away yes they're huge huge they're scary (laughs) they're absolutely well they're not so much mean as they are just unpredictable they're their brain Mm. is like the size of a walnut and they're 100 instinct so they might just (laughs) chill there and watch you and they might come stomp your head, you know? I mean, there's, there's really no telling what they're going to do. So we tend to just give them their space, and uh, they're not real scared of you. You know, if you roll up behind them on a machine, they're not going to just run from you. They might just stare at you and really? dare you. They're, yeah, huh. oh, man. Um, the other day we had a, a mother grizzly and her two cubs coming down the trail towards the cabin, and the only reason I knew about it was because my dog was outside, and he was barking, but he sounded like he was too far to be barking, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I ran out there fully prepared to meet whatever, expecting somebody just to be coming down the trail, you know, no problem. But no, it was a mother and her two cubs. And when I say cubs, I mean, these cubs were probably going to get pushed off by the end of this year. They, they were big, two or wow. three years old. Yeah. And uh, my dog was 10 feet from the cubs and the mom was right behind them. And I was probably 60 feet away in the clearing of my yard. And uh, luckily for him and for the bears, the, my dog came back to me finally after I yelled my voice gone Jeez. and uh i didn't want to have to shoot a bear especially not one with cubs you know that's a whole yeah. hassle i'm not into that yeah and i'm but, sure the dnr up there would be you know throw a fuss about that too it's a thing you don't get to keep any of it you have to turn it all really? in it's paperwork they come investigate if they find that you just did it you know and you didn't have to then really in trouble then oh wow. man it's a big to do and so i didn't want to do that but i could have yeah. i didn't want to you know sure sure um but Thank God the dog came back to me. I got him and the other two dogs inside, and uh, the bear and the cubs proceeded down the trail. They weren't they weren't disturbed by any of it until she peeked her head up over the the uh, understory there and saw my cabin. And as soon as she did, they were off into the woods. You didn't see anything except movement through the trees. Wow. And so, so um, go ahead. Thank God for that. Yeah, that's awesome. So I, yeah. I'm familiar with black bears in Georgia, but like our our black bears here. And can, you got you know, bears too? Yeah, but compared to like normal black bears, they're small. Um, our, our Georgia ones black bears are. are small. Yeah, and, and that's what I was about to ask: is, is how big are the grizzlies compared to like? So our average black bear here is literally like three hundred pounds, like, and that's considered big. So how, I know grizzlies are humongous compared to that. So how big? Uh, I guess how big do they get? Ah, uh, the black bears can get pretty big up here. I think six hundred pounds is probably the holy biggest crap black bear I've ever heard of. But okay. um. But an average black bear running around, you know, just be a little 200-pound bear. And they're a lot smaller than they look when they're on their four feet, you know, mm-hmm. or four paws. But when they stand up and you stretch them out, they're, uh, and there's quite a bit of meat 
and fat to them too, so they're heavier than they look. But man, bears are impressive. But a a grizzly bear that that grizzly bear that I saw with her cubs was probably six hundred pounds, and she wow. was probably six foot seven foot on her really? hind legs. Oh yeah, Jeez. yeah, it was impressive. Those little two three year old cubs were probably as tall as me if they would have stood up. Wow. And so there's a lot of uh, – and they can move so fast, and they're so ferocious. Man. I'm so sure. glad I don't I'm have sure. bears. <laughs> I've never had to deal with them around here. They normally give us a wide berth because we've got a generator running, and we have dogs, and we have the wood smoke going all the time. And mm. But this year there has been a lot, and I mean a lot of bears all over here. So I don't know. Wow. Not a lot of moose, but a lot of bears. So That's crazy. It is. The last frontier, right? <laughs> that's it, man. Man, that's so awesome. Um, my uh, my in-laws actually just got back from Alaska a week or two ago. They w- we were all supposed to go up there, but my sister uh, just had a baby, and so my wife and I stayed down for that. But, oh, so congratulations. It, thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's, I haven't gotten to see her yet because they actually, um, I, I guess it's, it's fine for me to say, but they actually got COVID when they came back, and so we hung, hung out with them. So I haven't been able to see my niece yet but because uh, I'm like – sort of kind of not really self-quarantining um yeah yeah but yep. you know it, it is what it is i'm not actually i don't actually ever care about it i worked in an yep, er yep. all last year and i i still never really cared about it but anyways since that's i guess that's politics for whatever reason these days um yep. <laughs> so i guess tell us a little bit about yourself we talked about how you're in, in alaska but what, what more about you like tell us about your character and personality and stuff well I'm real curious, I'll tell you. I'm a real curious fella. The one, the one thing that concerns me, well, there's two things I should say that concern me most in life. Number one is freedom. I mm. want the freedom to choose what I'm going to choose. Um, and Yeah. And number two, past that, is the truth. I want the freedom to search out the truth. Mm. And not the truth somebody feeds me, but the truth that I dig for. Mm-hmm. I want to find every little thing. I want to consider I've everybody's arguments. Yeah, man. Um, some people, you know, I might need jerk a video every now and again in a response and just say some typical cliche things and uh, people get real uproarious about that. But then I'll engage <laughs> them in the comments. I'll engage them in the comments afterwards and and they find out that I'm not just shooting from the hip with cliche nonsense. I've dug to the bottom of all of this. If they talk about quantum physics, let's talk about quantum physics. Yes, sir. If, if you want to talk about history, let's talk about history. If you want to talk about metaphysics, we can talk about metaphysics. Um biology i'm not i'm not an expert in any of these fields but it's not that hard to understand genetics yeah. you know you know on, yeah. on a base level at least for sure i'm not going to say I, I, i've conquered that field or anything like that but <laughs> on a base level i've got a you know a layman's understanding of what i think that some of these fields can be so focused on if you're only focusing on one thing like you're experting in one thing i just made that word up for your viewers people hate when i make words up on tiktok I mean, it's fun. <laughs> um, but I think people get tunnel vision like Richard Dawkins. I've watched, you know, all the lectures with all the famous guys that are champions of atheism and science now. And um, it seems to me that this fellow's field of view is so narrow that he doesn't consider other concepts. I saw this fellow grasp with the concept of the edge of the universe for 15 minutes on the, on the stage with Neil deGrasse Tyson. And he never got it because he's a biologist and he's only focused on the pinpoint feel the study that he's doing you understand yeah. what i'm saying yeah completely and so because his brain is so wired towards this one specific expertise i think it's hard for some people to break outside into a broader field of view yeah so that, that makes complete sense and i think i agree with that that's yeah. what i'm after yeah that's what i'm after is the broader field of view what does everyone say about everything and then let's see what the actual data says i don't just want to hear what the fella says what the data says. I want to know what the data itself says, and then I'll draw yeah. a conclusion based on that. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're my that's kind me. of guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very yeah. Sure. Good. Okay. Um, so, how did uh, I guess how did you come about the faith? I imagine you got curious and kind of found it based off what you just told us, right? So, like, what's your no? Testimony? Actually, what happened was I did grow up in a church. I'm, I'm not going to name it here because I don't. I'm not trying to just you know make yeah. anybody mad on purpose. Yeah. Um, but it was not. It was false doctrine. I'm absolutely positive that now. But um, I had a lot of questions and could never get any answers when I was little. I was very, I've always been this way. And so I just kind of went along with it. You know, it's the thing. But then there was a catalyzing event in my life where the church fell to pieces and my parents got a divorce all at Mm. the same time, intertwined with the same um, happening that happened there. 
Jeez. And so, tw- you know, two things, foundations right out from under me. I've got nothing left. What, I don't have a family. I don't have a church. What The Bible is not true. These people do not believe it. None of them are doing it. Um, mm. That shattered me. I was young. I was like 10. Wow. And most people would leave the faith at that point. I did. I did. Yeah. Um, I went through high school very angry, very mm. bitter, just a belligerent sort of fellow coupled with a higher than average intelligence is, is kind of makes for trouble for sure. For sure. And so the teachers all except for like one or two teachers that I just really liked because they were really cool teachers. You know, they actually cared about teaching and you could tell they cared about what they were teaching about. I loved those people and we had great relationships, but the other 99% of teachers through my whole career um, hated my guts. Mm. And so that led to a point where I just didn't care about school. I barely went. I got into like the bad crowd real early. Um, I was the torn jeans, long hair, you know, chain bracelets. And I was the cool kid that played the guitar and the jazz band. And, you know, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they did this test junior year of high school that tested your aptitude, I guess, or abilities, both aptitude and ability. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan Merit or I don't know remember it was the the test everybody takes in high school they probably still do it I think so but, yeah yeah my my GPA was a 1.87 which is not a graduate no. GPA yeah. wow um but they kicked me through anyway with a diploma and uh, hmm. because I took that test and scored in the 99th percentile in the state of <laughs> Michigan wow for all the subjects like I got a scholarship they gave me a bunch of money and said go do what you want and so I I went to the local satellite school there at KBCC well it's only community college I don't care man it's the same books bro 100%. um <laughs> the the professors were a little you know lacking but some of them were real cool so but I studied world religions I studied philosophy I studied uh programming logic wow. I studied sociology and political science and the Bible as literature, Old Testament and New Testament um, from just strictly a literature standpoint. And when all that money was gone, I was like, you know, I'm not I'm not here for a degree or a piece of paper. I'm going to go to Alaska was my plan at that point. And so I wore that money out, learned what I wanted to learn, came out of there a full blown atheist. I don't believe in I was you could say I was a nihilist. I don't believe in I believe in nothing. Wow. And so. Um, but. I went, I went a long time after college like that. Never made it up to Alaska. And then met my wife in my hometown of Hopkinsville when I was visiting my mom and ended up staying there and working and kind of building the life with her a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we got married and moved out to North Carolina. And things were going well enough. We had a new house and, you know, two new cars. And we were making more money than anybody in my family had ever made in a household. And we were doing real well. And uh, I was going to school at night online for graphic design and and, uh, web design. And that was going real well. And then I got sick one night and uh, woke up the next morning, sick, stayed home from work. And my wife came home from work like 12 hours later because she was a nurse. And... She was like, you got to go to the hospital. I was like, why? And she was like, you're going to die. I was like, no. She was like, Ryan, you're gray. And so I went to the hospital and I had acute pancreatitis. Mm -hmm. And it was idiopathic. You know, they asked, do you drink? No. Do you do this? Nope. Do you do that? Nope. And uh, gave me an HIV test. I'm ignorant. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Okay. Acute pancreatitis is when you're, you have a uh, a Y-shaped duct that connects your pancreas and your liver to your small intestine. It's called your common duct. Okay. And so it requires both. You get, you get enzymes out of your uh, pancreas and you get bile out of your liver and they mix up in the common duct and go into your small intestine and it's digestion basically. Okay. But what can happen is that common duct can become inflamed and pinch itself off. And when that happens, your enzymes from your pancreas don't have anywhere to go, even though it's producing them. And so they start eating your pancreas. And that throws your body into extreme, extreme illness. It's about your liver keeps dumping bile to try to flush. And so you never have anything. You're, there's no dry heaving. So every 15 minutes you're throwing up to the most, at most as you can do it. Ooh. And, then, and then it's over and then it starts all over again. It comes along with like the worst doom and gloom. The world is ending anxiety mm-hmm. and uh, pain. And oh, it's just horrible. It lasts for about eight to 12 hours. Wow. So that's what that was. 
and I was sick with it and then went to the hospital and there's nothing to do for it really. They gave me um, pain medicine for my muscle convulsions or whatever they gave me and mm-hmm. Finagrin, which is an anti-nausea to help me stop throwing up. And then they made me sit there without water for two days. It was just a nightmare. I never went to the hospital for that again, but I've probably had, I, I don't even like to say because it's a guess, but a hundred acute pancreatic attacks at this point in my life. I don't, yeah, it, it kept happening. And so it kept happening and it was idiopathic. No reason. No, so I'm just panicking at this point, trying to do all kinds of stuff, cleaning my diet up. What can I do? And, um, uh, fast forward and my wife was six months pregnant and I was dying. I mean, I had lost in a six-month span of time, I lost 45 pounds of muscle and 20 pounds of fat, all of my fat. Wow. And I couldn't eat. Food tasted like dust. I lived on the bathroom floor. When I, People think I had a near-death experience. No. No, I had a slow-death experience, bro. Um, I didn't have no delusions. I didn't see no visions. I, uh, I was dying for a year. And finally, I went into the I – I talked him into letting me see a specialist. I went to the top of the chain. And I told him, I was like, I have chronic pancreatitis. He was like, no, let's go, let's go do a test. And I was like, fine, just do something. I'm dying, you know? Yeah. My wife is pregnant and I'm dying. And beyond that, I'm not living while I'm here right now. Like, I'm on the bathroom floor all day, every mm. day. And uh, so he's like, all right, $100,000, boom, immediately in debt. <sighs> boom. Wow. Shoved a scope down my throat, took some cultures, hundred grand in debt. Came back to his office and said, you have chronic pancreatitis. I was like, yeah, I know that. I told you that. And uh, what do we do, Doc? Whatever you say, let's get it. And he said, you can have all the narcotics that you want for the pain. Mm. And you can have this one little enzyme from your pancreas, a little synthetic enzyme that's going to help you starve to death a little bit more slowly. Wow. And I said, well, what am I looking at here, man? This is not an answer. And he said, there is not an answer for you. There's nothing. We got nothing for you. And I was like, really? And I asked him about all these uh, alternative treatments and herbal treatments and lifestyle changes. And he looked right at me and said, there's nothing you can do, man. And I was like, okay. So I walked at his office and never came back. Never took those prescriptions with me and got them filled. My wife is pregnant. I'm dying. Narcotics is going to see me dead in the grave within the year for certain because my liver yeah. is already struggling, you know? Jeez. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So at that point, at that point, fellas, I started to really just question everything about everything. And so, because here, I, like, I said in my video, uh, science, I prayed to science. Uh, well, how do you pray to science? That's not what people do. Man, that's a figure of speech. Um, I appealed to science first, if you will. Mm-hmm. Western medical science failed me utterly. I mean, just told me no. Wow. And yeah. so, well, that's what I was hanging all my hinges on, buddy. So uh, I had to find something else, man. If this ain't the truth and they don't even know how the body works. These are the fellas that tell me that we came, we evolved from a common ancestor with apes. And they tell me that we share 99% of our DNA with bananas. <laughs> and they tell me that the universe just exploded from nothing or it's just always been or there's an infinite amount of universes in every combination you can think of and you and I are having this conversation as elephants that evolved into people I mean <laughs> bro they couldn't tell me what was wrong with my body man yeah they couldn't tell me how to fix my body told me I was gonna die here I am that was 10 years ago man wow here I am so I laid on that floor empty of everything no hope, ready to die. I didn't want to live. People were like, you were scared to die, buddy. I was begging God at that point. I was begging. Oh, you didn't believe in God. Yeah, you're right. But you know what? What? There was nothing else to beg to, bro. There was nothing. Mm. And so uh, I did. I begged to God. I said, please kill me or see me out of this. Either way, just I just want to know what's true. Just let's end this. Let's end this one way or the other. But before we do, I need to know what the truth is because I'm about to face it. I'm about to face it. Is it oblivion after this? I surely hoped so at that point. Sweet, sweet oblivion. How sweet a concept that is to a man like me in that position. Buddy, mm. I better be sure that that's what it is. I better be sure. Well, that's just because you were scared. Yes, I was. Are you kidding? 
there's so many tough guys on TikTok. Well, you were just scared to die, and so you found God. No, buddy. God let me go to the brink of death until I looked up and said, please, Lord, please just reach down and save me. And then he did that for me, man. All I had to do was ask him, and he did it. Oh, it was instant? No. I didn't stand up off the bathroom floor because Jesus literally appeared in my bathroom to me and picked me up by the hand. That's not how that stuff works, man. Um, it was a process. It took time. It took effort on my part. I had gotten myself into that position. I had to get myself out of it with the Lord's help. Um, and I wow. have. Like, well, you just did the right thing. How did I know the right thing to do, man? Well, somebody finally told you. How did I find that person, man? You know? Yeah. I mean, there, it's like a, such a coincidental combination of events that had me leaving college as an atheist ready to come to Alaska. Never made it. Ended up married somewhere else, dying on the bathroom floor. God saved me off of that. Did the impossible according to Western medical science. Well, he didn't do anything. That's coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences, man. There was so many of them right in a row. Now I'm here in Alaska where I was intended to come all along, saved with a family, and all my wow. dreams are coming true. I, I just, <laughs> oh, oh, you shouldn't is... believe in God for that. Man, I'm not taking any random person's word for anything. Let God be true in every man a liar because he has proved himself to me a million times since then. <laughs> Over and over. That is so powerful. Wow. It, it is. Man, I, dude, I ride the faith train. I just live here. I've been in so many situations <laughs> where I, the end is right in front of me. It's right in front of me. There's no hope. There's no way out. I give up. Man, it's done. I can't do nothing here. I pray to the Lord. Because well, why do you wait? Because I'm a human and I'm stupid and stubborn. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then I pray to the Lord. Oh, here comes this random coincidence of, of mathematics and probability, I guess. And uh, boom, and the door opens and the situation is, oh, does God answer all your prayers? Not the way I like him to, but he does answer them all one way or the other. That's true. very true. And so, man, <laughs> I just trust in him. I don't try to put too many expectations on what I want out of life. And uh, when I ask him to help me out, he does. And when it comes along, I accept it because I'm not proud or expecting it to be anything else. And so... I've done just fine, fellas. I've done really just fine for my circumstances here, I have to tell you. Wow. So I don't know what the protest is against it. Well, God's such a this and God's such a that. God is a faithful, faithful friend, in my opinion, buddy. More faithful than anybody I've ever known in my life. Ooh, so, that'll preach I'm right a tree. There. I'm a tree planted by the water. I shall not. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I shall not. Here we go. Man, <laughs> there's nothing anybody can show me. I done seen it all. I done seen wow. it all. Man, I, I guarantee you, you just changed somebody's outlook on life right then. And oh, there. I, I guarantee. Well, I, I'm excited for someone to listen to that. Like, I cannot. Wait I sure to hear hope so, people, man. Like, hear people. I sure hope so. People Dude, think I, that Christians just push the word because they just want everybody to be like them or something. You know what? I do want you to be like me, man. I do. I don't live in a place where I'm all just worried about everything all the time because God will handle it for me. And if I die in this mortal shell, then I've won. I've won the race at that point. So what's there to be scared about? Yeah, There's to nothing. die is gain. Jeez, to die is man. gain. Yes, man. man. I'm, not, I'm not an emotional guy by any means, but I was listening to your story and I was like, I, I was feeling it, you know. Yeah, like dude, you are. That is awesome, dude. That is powerful. So I, that's because it's all true, man. It's all true, <laughs> and I believe it. I love to hear that. So, yeah. I, I what? I don't know if it were me because I'm like you. I'm a skeptic, so I feel like I would have been like, I probably would have thought, you know, it was coincidence there for a minute. Or did you know instantly that like, as you were being delivered through that? I did not know. It was not an instant thing. I'm stubborn. It took me a long time to get to that bathroom floor, man. It really did. And uh, once I was there, man, I had worked myself into such a position of my intellect will solve this for me. And it failed me. Everybody thinks you're so arrogant. You're so this, that, and the other. I got an IQ of 136, man. But do you know what? It saw me dying on the bathroom floor. That didn't do anything for me. There was there was men much dumber than me that had already known the truth and were trying to tell me, and I was ignoring them. <laughs> so this isn't something that I just hang over my head as some great thing. This is a this is a blessing and a curse, man. I can use it to screw myself up. Absolutely. Um, or I can use it to dis- discern information a little bit with the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? Intellect wow. by itself does nothing. It's nothing. Absolutely. It doesn't do you any good. Yeah. And Jeez. so. Now I, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> I went off in a rabbit hole. Uh, I asked what you, were we saying? I asked you uh, at what point did you find God through that? Because we we were stubborn, right? So we. Oh yeah. man, this is kind of a story I don't I don't like to tell because it's kind of I'll just skip some of it. Sure. But 
Um, I, it's just, I'll tell it eventually, but I yeah, don't, no, don't want to sound goofy, with. man. And it sounds goofy. Some of it sounds goofy. Um, I asked, I asked God for the truth. Uh, that's what I asked. And he didn't say, oh, the truth's name is Jesus Christ. Go read the Bible. <laughs> floor healed and went and did it. And, you know, that's not how it happened. Yeah. I said, I need to know the truth. And, you know, I don't have the truth here in my house. There is not a Bible here. You know, I don't have yeah. it in my house. What am I going to yeah. get up and go to the bookshelf and think, oh, this is it. I had rejected Jesus Christ. I Bible. When I was praying to God, I was praying to the creator, whoever you are. You know what I mean? In mm-hmm. that kind yeah. of I wasn't praying to Jesus. Yeah. I was praying for God, any God, the God, the one true God. I don't care who it is or what his name is. I had rejected the Bible. I did not want Jesus Christ. I had put that stuff aside. I knew those people. I knew how they acted. I knew how they carried themselves in life. I didn't want to be a part of those people at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so God didn't just lead me right to the Bible. The thing and died. You know? Um, but instead, I don't, I don't know exactly how it happened. I was going to the bookstore to look. Why were you going to look for a book? Because I had the, I got a book for you. Go get a book. How did that sound? It sounded like my own voice in my own head. Go, go to the bookstore. I got a book for you. What book mm-hmm. am I going to get? You'll know it when you see that. Go get the book. I went to the bookstore and just milled about with no plans. I, I don't know what I'm doing here. And uh, walking around through, I end up in the metaphysics aisle and look up, and there is a book. And I don't recommend people go read this. But it was a book called The Secret Teachings of All Ages by Manly P. Hall. It's all esotericism, um, mysticism, that kind of ancient mystery school. Ancient mystery culture. How do I know mm-hmm. so much about ancient mystery Babylon? I, re- I read a book about it once, and then I read 20 more, buddy. Um, <laughs> this book goes through all the stories, okay? okay? And all of the secret teachings and all of the Gnosticism and all of this stuff. And I read so far through to the Celts, and I read the story of the Celts. And then I says to myself in my head, the way this works, I said, all right, that's, that's it. You're done. And so I didn't read no more because I had already read it right there in the Celt story. And it was that Aura Mazda, who is their creator God, is fighting Satan, who is named Satan in the Celtic story even. Hmm. And Satan, re- because he didn't know that Aura Mazda was God and that he was supposed to worship him or something. He got real mad when he found out. Now, I'm mm-hmm. not saying any of that's about the bible or jesus or heaven or any of that i'm not but in my head that clicked something off it was a missing piece of the puzzle true but for some reason it triggered something in my memory somehow why would satan have rebelled i wasn't even thinking about satan i wasn't thinking about jesus i wasn't thinking about heaven here i'm I'm reading celtic stuff and it says or mazda and satan and this dude rebelled because he didn't want to worship god and i'm like well satan god and he did rebel what what's this ancient mythology about you know that led me down a a broader course of study back down the world religions trails back into the ancient mystery schools not to learn their wisdom or any of that stuff but just there's a there's a common in all these stories here and uh after reading all that stuff and looking through the book of enoch i don't recommend that that's necessary that's not canon in my opinion it's not in the bible Mm mm-hmm Yep. But it's interesting, you know, it's an interesting story in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. That that led me to the Book of Giants, which was very fantastical, you know, story here. And uh, then I read the ancient book of Jasher, and I'm like, well, even if this isn't like Bible, it does like fill in with, for a thought experiment at the very least. I'm not taking any sure, of that sure, stuff sure. for historical fact, but. It gives yeah. a picture that you can maybe think of things in a different way. That's what I like to do. And so as a non-Bible believing atheist looking for something of truth somewhere, anywhere, I got led to a bookstore to pick up a book about all the ancient religions all in one book together. It was a big old fat book and uh, led me to some other books. And in the book of Enoch, I read that God said he'll come down there in the flesh and save it himself. And I said, oh, no. <laughs> right? Like, it really yeah. was like uh, my jaw dropped to the floor and my heart's broken now. <laughs> uh, everything that you didn't want to be true turned out to be true at that point. Well, well it was more than that, man. It was the realization. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a little choked up here. Oh, I've been opening my mouth. Against the creator of heaven and earth, belligerently for 
I don't know what it was. Something in the book of Enoch. Oh, you shouldn't read that book. It's this that, bro. It led me right to the feet of Jesus Christ. I don't read the book of Enoch now. I just read the Bible. But yeah. <laughs> man, it said right in there, and this is some ancient stuff. And you know, um, they got fragments from the book of Noah in there, and it talks about all this. And dude, it said right in there. And I just thought to myself, what have I done, man? What have I done? And I've I've seen all the stories and all of the ancient mythology slightly twisted and none of them are quite true or they don't quite agree but there is common stuff running around in all these things well what is it buddy it's the bible the bible is the original story and mystery babylon is the twisted bastardized version of the bible in every culture in every religion it's there's two religions there is judeo-christianity and there is mystery babylon and the common theme that you see running through all mystery babylon is twisted story of jesus christ they twisted it up and lied Mm -hmm. turned it into a lie and so man when i realized what i had done um it still breaks my heart to think about how many people or how many you know that i say the wrong thing to or or try to convince out of or argue you know out of their belief or stomped on a young seedling or what did i do what did I do? Wow. And so, but God's merciful. Why did he save you and child somewhere, man? Cause I was the one going to hell. The hell is why he saved me. And now I've got work to do. I can't just, I'm not even here for, I'm not here for buddy. I'm not impressed with earth as it stands. What a world we could have here. We don't. Why? Because yeah. the hearts of men are continuously violent all the time. Everybody's yeah. oh, follow your heart. Which thing is desperately wicked and deceptively? Mm-hmm. What I've just mashed that all up, but Jeez, deceptive above all things, man. <laughs> it's like, buddy, if we follow our hearts, it's going to have us feeding our bellies full. That's what it has us doing. Absolutely, you're not wrong about that. Helping other people, and then we can all. It's like a Chinese proverb or a Chinese version of heaven is four people sitting at a table, and Chinese version of hell is those same same scenario: four people sitting at the table, and hell. The chopsticks are six foot long and they're all trying to feed themselves and then nobody eats. It all falls on the floor. And in heaven, everybody's feeding the person across the table from them with their six foot chopsticks. So everybody's eating and nobody's dropping food on the floor. And that's not and that's not like it's a good picture, though, man. Yeah, I've heard of that. That's cool. It is a good picture. Absolutely. If we just all reach across the table and feed each other, we don't have to drop nothing all over the floor. There's plenty. There's plenty to go around. And that's for everything and everybody everywhere. Wow. The fullness, the fullness of the earth is—it's abundant, man. It just—I'll look at out my yard right now, and I can see more medicine than I can use in ten lifetimes if I was eating it every day. I mean, so what? What kind of medicine do you have out there, like herbs and stuff? Oh, uh, we've got uh, all the plants out here, man, are are very medicinal, and so we—I make medicinal tinctures and balms and salves and stuff, and I don't take pharmaceuticals. Of any kind for like a decade now. I've had oral surgery because wow. pancreatitis took half of my teeth out of my mouth. Well, why wow. didn't God fix your teeth? Because I spoke belligerently against him for years and years and years. I'm glad he left me any to chew my food with. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Man, that is such a good outlook to have. Yeah. And so and, I, and you such know, a truthful one. It is. Go ahead. I've got I've got half of my teeth. But uh, I've had oral surgery, had six of my molars pulled out in one day. And, you know, you're supposed to have antibiotics before and after. Not, not, not a single pill went into my mouth, except the wow. pain pills afterwards. Wow. I did take some of those. They won't let me grow poppies out here, man, or I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Because um, there is a place for pain medication, man, if, you're, sure. if uh, you, know, you, need, you need pain relief in order to heal because chronic pain is very damaging to your system. For sure. Cortisol. But... Um, but for health and everyday stuff, if I'm not getting my teeth pulled out, I don't take any kind of pills. No ibuprofen, no aspirin. The inner bark of the birch tree is aspirin. Um, we have cramp bark out here. It's high bush cranberry. The inner bark of that is good for any kind of smooth muscle spasms. And I mean, any kind. I got to write this down. uh, Well, I'm going to do them all on my TikToks. People want me to write a book and I'm like, they've already written these books, fellas. Where do you think I learned it from? Yeah, I saw one of your videos where you're talking about it, and I, I was like so intrigued. I was like, "What, man? We use all this stuff. It. It's a whole lifestyle out here, but I mean, like, herbs are not like isn't uh, it? no homeopathy is um, some kind of funny thing where they do trace elements of. That's a whole side thing that I'm not into. 
they do like trace elements of herbs and minerals in basically sugar pills or something. It's all placebo, in my opinion. That's a whole another thing. It's, I don't know what you would call it, classified directly as. I just use the plants, man, when I need some. Yeah. That's what wow. I call it. It um, seems very like, like, I don't know, Western, like cow, I don't know. If you, like it's cool. I mean, one, thing, one thing that I really notice in the Bible through my studies is that the first person to start a city was Canaan or Cain mm-hmm. in the very beginning after he murdered Abel, he got cursed and walked off and then he started a city and named it Enoch mm-hmm. and not the, not the other Enoch, but he, one of his kids was named Enoch. And so he named the city that, and them fellows were the first ones to discover agriculture and metallurgy and the cutting of herbs and medicinals and technology started with Cain's descendants. And then after they got off the fl- the boat in the flood, um, Noah cursed Ham's descendant, Canaan. Mm-hmm. And then Cush begets Cush. And put, or, uh, let me start that over. Cush, one of the descendants of Ham, comes and makes the first city again, the first big nation. And it all started in Cush. And that's also known as Kemet. And it turned in his son Nimrod married his mother according to the mythology Semiramis and they together formed the first empire conquered all the neighbors and that became Babylonia and that was the first empire and that's how everything spread and I mean geologically and people and nations spread out from that area in every direction that's where it all came from I saw an interesting I don't have any of my sources to hand because I didn't know what we were going to be talking about directly yeah no no yeah, yeah. I've got I, I would have to dig out boxes and of books from the attic and stuff um but I watched a thing once where this fella, he wasn't 100% spot on or anything, but he had enough there to be very compelling where he tied all the nations to all the descendants named in the Bible as they spread out and became nations. And it was very compelling. Um, I mean, some of it was kind of a little, you had to reach a little bit for it. Like he had the tribe of Dan going off and becoming Sparta, hmm. um, the, the Spartans. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it was very... You could see it in the names, yeah, in the names that in in the histories as the the nations moved on, and I mean, you get the Germanic tribes coming up and turn into Anglo-Saxons and becoming, and then you talk. I, there's just so much to say here. I'm sorry. I, no, I no, I'm, there's don't so apologize. much to say. Yeah, um, but it's very clear to me that the nations did spread from that area, and that no, I mean sense. the Bible. Yeah. The Bible talks. Everybody likes to say, well, they've got different root languages. How is that? Well, they have different root languages. Let's think about this. Did they all come from the same place in Africa or not? Did people spread out from the same place or not? And if they did, why is there no common root to their language between different people groups? Did mm-hmm. they spring up where they are out of the ground as different peoples and nations and tongues? No, they got struck at the Tower of Babel and That's separated right. there. That's among the root languages and so it's very clear and easy well yeah. well how, why do they speak this language up there because that group that had that tongue all together commonly kept going you know they yep. kept going when these other people became a nation and the fellas kept going and it's it's a lot of it's just kind of easy to see i don't know you, you got to quantify every little detail of it and blah prove it to me i don't care if people believe this stuff man i do I think yeah. it's that. I think we all came from the area that became Sumeria, that became Babylonia. I think ancient mystery Babylon is every religion on the face of the earth that's not Judeo-Christianity. I think that Semiramis and Nimrod are at the root of that, and it goes back before that, but that's a whole other fantastical conversation. <laughs> um, but there's a very big, broad picture. I was arguing with an atheist. I, I like to say arguing. I was really just... And we were, he was saying, well, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, yeah, but when you look at this, that, and the other thing with this other thing, oh, well, I didn't know about that. Exactly. Why don't you look at all the areas and then compare all of it together concerning this one thing and get yourself a big, broad picture and not just say, well, this one tiny area cancels the whole show. No, it doesn't. If you have a few more puzzle pieces, you might see that this isn't just Google garble over here. It means something. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. Put together a big picture for yourself. Start studying. You don't have to become a scholar in any one area, but you can get a good basic understanding. I mean, a month. Dedicate a month to one subject and read for an hour about it every day. Yeah, it's not. It's not hard. Wow. So you you mentioned Nimrod. So I, 
can you tell us? Like, I, I saw one of your videos about how you said that you think that Nimrod was the from the Epic of Gilgamesh. So, can you tell us a little bit about that that theory? Yes, I mean it all comes from that same place. There, obviously, mm-hmm. that's the Gilgamesh. The thing that people, all, everybody is telling me about Gilgamesh in that Noah thing that I was talking about. Yeah. And what they don't know is that Gilgamesh didn't build any boats. Gilgamesh is not Noah in that story. Mm-hmm. Gil- Gilgamesh is the emperor, king, big dude, guy. He's the man. And he goes on this epic adventure to go find Noah, who is named Upatanishtana something. I, I can't pronounce it. Mm-hmm. But it starts with a P and a T, and it sounds very, like, Egyptian-ish, Sumerian, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's clearly Noah that he's going to see because Noah is the man that built the boat. Mm-hmm. And so Gilgamesh goes on this big thing and meets Noah and Noah tells him about the boat and he gets all the half the details wrong about the boat for certain and uh, comes back and there's symbology there and there's a whole story. It's Nimrod in the story because he is the emperor God that all the people are worshiping there at the time. That's where these stories and mythologies come from, is Nimrod. Here's another thing to consider, is that Nimrod probably lived much longer than his descendants. He probably did. How old did Abraham yeah. live to be? He was like 160 or something? Yeah, he was pretty Abraham yeah. lived to be a long time, and that's way after God had said that yeah. 120 years is all we get here now, fellas. Yeah. So, so that time frame, 120 years of life, was tapering off. Since God said it until the time of, I mean, even into the time of Abraham, he lived to be 190. Yeah. Um, so Semiramis and Nimrod probably lived to be several hundred years old, I would assume, because they were right mm-hmm. back there. Original Noah lived to be 900 and they weren't. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't too far removed from that. You imagine Noah's probably still alive, kicking around while they're conquering <sighs> the neighbors. I mean. Yeah, you got a point. It, it's very likely that Noah's sitting there watching all that from his mountaintop. Everybody thinks that. The, the story just ended for Noah. No, it didn't. He was still there after the flood, man. And after all the yeah. people started building the cities and doing all that, he lived another 300 years after that. Mm-hmm. That's enough time to see stuff going astray again, you know, pretty quick. That's true. Yeah. Nimrod probably did go on a journey to go talk to Noah. He probably did. If you look at like the book of Enoch and all that, um, Enoch was some guy that all the kings would come get his advice. And t- he's the big oldest wise man that's been around since... You know, he's like seventh from Adam or something. Mm-hmm. Um, these old dudes that have been around for several hundred years. Just think about the wisdom of a 700-year-old man. Yeah. Just think of that. It's crazy. Yeah. And now imagine that you've gone and talked to him and gotten some of the wisdom and gotten enough of that story there that you, on your way back, say to yourself, well, if I twist this story up a little bit, then I am the guy in this story. Yeah. And uh, he's anointed... Sense. He's anointed me the next guy to rule the world. And uh, people want to know, oh, religions are used to control people. Yeah, because men's minds are feeble. That doesn't mean that there isn't a God. Yeah. They do it with money and food, too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. They do it with health care, man. Yeah, yeah, that's facts. Yes. And so... I probably didn't answer your question very well there because I've got such no, you so much stuff to say. <laughs> You've answered um, it well. Um, yeah. What, so. Nimrod goes and makes the story about himself because that's what them fellas did. And then they come back and they're worshiping the fella. And Nimrod lives to be a long time, conquers a lot of stuff. I mean, he's the first dude, if you think about it, to make war on the neighbors. Nobody yeah. else is making war. They're all just building their silly their cities, uh, chilling and kicking it. You know, oh, mm-hmm. we got some good grain going this year. They're, you know, getting a good amount of rain. And uh, all of a sudden, here comes this dust cloud. What in the world is that coming down the road? Yeah. And uh, they just keep coming, and now they're not slowing down. You're like, why? Why are you guys, what are you guys doing? And now they're just slaughtering people left and right and uh, taking your stuff. Yeah. Imagine wow. how easy it would have been as the first guy that got the idea. I'm going to go slaughter the people around me and take their stuff and bring them under my control. Yeah. I mean, it was easy for him. He did it, and he was older than everybody else around. So. Yeah, you got a point. Set up a whole world religion. Uh, I'm not even going to say what in this conversation, I guess, because we'll be here all day. <laughs> but they had a they had a version of something going on on their side of stuff too, because there's two there's two main players in this story. One is That's God, right. and the other one is Satan. Mm-hmm. And Satan is contending against God right now. And so, yeah. it's not hard for me to put these things together and say clearly this is what's happening here. What else is happening here on Earth? I I've looked far and wide. I can't come up with a more clear 
more complete narrative, more start to finish. Every detail is spelled out to you. There's nothing lacking out of the Bible for information of your happened. It's all there. Oh, it's hard to yeah. understand. No, just keep reading it. It's not. Man, mm. I hate the thing I hate most is when a Christian tells me we can't understand that part of the Bible. What did you just say to me? <laughs> Buddy, I have the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I have the word of God. That's what right. else do I need to understand right. what this is saying? I might need to flip ahead a few chapters and read some more of the Bible, yep. but that's all I need. Well, I better go get a book to explain it. You've got one in your hand. It's already open. Just flip a few pages yes. ahead. It'll explain itself, man. Dude, people always always say, like, dude, what books do you read outside the Bible? It's like, I, I just read the Bible. Like, I, I, I don't, don't read anything else. Yeah, I don't. yeah I'm, I'm not a reader. I don't, I don't like reading much outside of the Bible. I used to, but that's all I, I mean, it's, it's hard to find time to read anything right now. And I'm sure. uh, I might brush up on some science articles with the new stuff that they're doing just to keep yeah, up with, yeah. you know, what they're saying and how the narrative is progressing. Cause I already know how that's going to go, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, there's no book that I need to read about God or the Bible. I have the whole thing and that's he right. talks right in it, right to me over and yep. over and over again. So that's right. That's so, where I'm at. So I, what, this is probably going to be a way off topic kind of. That's question. all right. So what kind of, or I guess, so I'm sure you're aware of the narrative now about like aliens and how the government's kind of been like, hey, they're real. So what's uh, what's your biblical take on aliens? Well, I'm just going to talk as a man here, and because sure. uh, I, I love thought experiments, and I'll entertain any idea long enough to see it through to a conclusion, one way or the other. Yeah. My my logical conclusion for aliens is this. If you're talking as a man from like a scientific sci-fi understanding and using those descriptive words, angels are interdimensional beings, interdimensional mm-hmm. beings. Yep. They can wink in and out as far as I can tell. They can show up in any kind of form as I can, as far yep. as I can tell. Yep. Um, they can be there and then gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, that must be your Anunnaki type yeah. scenarios. You know, um, yeah. and the Bible does talk about some stuff that is talked about in the book of Enoch with angels abandoning their first estate. What else would that mean? How does an angel abandon his estate to do what? Up and chained up under the under the river or wherever them fellows are until the judgment. These dudes don't play a role at all. They're locked mm-hmm. up and waiting for the judgment. They don't get let out with Satan at the end of the thousand years of Christ reigning on earth. These dudes just have to wait there in the darkness until. What did they do and how did that abandon the first state? And a Satan is still walking to and fro on the earth seeking whom he may devour. But these fellas are in the pit. What did they do? You know, hmm. yeah. um, what, how can I answer it? I can't, I can draw from what the book of Enoch says. Is that absolutely true? I don't know. I, there's no way for me to quantify the book of Enoch. It's a mm-hmm. good, it's a good kind of narrative to go along with what these fellas did. It does say in Genesis of God came down and saw the women were fair and, came yep. in unto them and had offspring. What is that? Yep. Mean? Well, the yep. sons of God were just the sons of Seth. No, they weren't. I'll show you sons of God everywhere else in the Bible. And it's talking mm-hmm. directly about the angels. There is no sure was. connection. Yeah. Yep. And so man is my opinion that angels came down and mated with women in some way and uh, taught them some technology and all kind of stuff. And yep. if you read the accounts of, and this is a broader picture talk now, Mm-hmm. Like the Xerox, the guy that invented the Xerox machine, go Google his own personal, out of his mouth, autobiographical account of how he came across that technology. Um, And then you just travel as far and wide down the rabbit hole as you want to with some of these inventors of things. Star Trek, the the guy that wrote Star Trek and, and came up with Star Trek, go look into him and see where he came up with that idea from. And then you'll know that Deep Space Nine is all about the Council of Nine, which is about the eternal council of aliens that run the universe or some nonsense. And Star Trek is not just fantasy fiction. It's an actual religion. It's an actual mm-hmm. religion, bro. That's when you hear channeling. I thought of that. When you hear, it is, look at that dude's whole story. When you hear people talk huh. about channeling, channeling higher beings or whatever, the new age mm-hmm. nonsense, okay? Yeah. Sure. Um... That's what he says he did to, to learn the story. The Council of Nine channeled the story through him, told him all about the technology, told him all about the stuff. Oh, well, they had iPhones and Star Trek back in the blah, blah, blah. Yep. Why do you think so? Why do you think they had screens that they could touch and move around? Come on. Um, now, you could just say, well, that was just a guess at what it would be. 
Man, all the other guesses at what it would be are all red boopy beepy square buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like stainless steel boards that look like something that never happened because it's ridiculous. So yeah. I got uh, off no. tangent completely there. That, but that's oh, fine. okay. He yeah. channeled from the Council of Nine to come up with that whole story. And there's an actual religion. It's all that new age religion. That's what that is, is the Council of Nine. That Star Trek stuff is not made up. Demons, in my opinion. That must be what channeling is. I think they're interdimensional beings, and there's some of them that have gone astray here. Yep. Um, I think aliens are demons or angels. Yep. Or I shouldn't even I, I, sh- I shouldn't even use the word demons because I think demons are different than angels. I really do. yes, I do too. Um, I'm right there with you though. I unclean think the, spirits. Uh, yeah, they're angels. Yep. One way or I the agree. other, they're either Satan's angels or they're or they're God's angels. Yep. And when you're talking about technology. Man, this phone in my hand. I think that the uh, some of the witchcraft and alchemy and those kind of secret mm-hmm. teachings that they were doing back in the day was just a bunch of ignorant dudes that had the right instructions, but they didn't have the resources. They didn't have the understanding. They hadn't started at square one yet. That's you know, they were take, starting yeah. at square one. I, that's what it is, in my opinion. Yeah, I could argue it for days. Yeah, um, they start them fellas at square one and uh, teach them some technology. <clears throat> Let them get their civilization going good. Eventually, the instructions become clearer and clearer and clearer. As uh, time progresses and resources become available, and we've built on the foundations and learned what these things mean. And now we have phones where we can communicate across the globe instantly or even send our own image across the... I have the whole compendium of human knowledge right in the palm of my hand and i'm out here in the bush and i got wi-fi signal that works well enough that i can learn anything i want right here in the middle of nowhere i mean if that ain't supernatural what is it oh it all came from nature well i guess you got a point you got a pretty good point (laughs) from nature man if you hear about the fellas that are inventing this stuff that ain't where they say it came from so Hmm. Even if you're building on somebody else's technology, maybe somebody made it, turned it into some sort of invention. If that fella says, I got that info from demons and then flash forward and that technology is used a hundred years later. And now we have any technology that's new that came from or was built on the foundation of what somebody else discovered and invented. um, If they originally got it from demons, where's the rest of it from? Even if all these fellas didn't say they got it from demons. No, but they built upon the thing that came from demons, man. I don't know. Hmm. What is technology? What is it? I can't even answer that. (laughs) What is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you hear Elon Musk, Elon Musk and Neuralink, he's talking about putting that freaking diode in your brain. And now you can, and this is, I'll probably misrepresent some of this information next, so don't quote me on none of this, Um, but your pineal gland in your head, Mm -hmm. as I understand it, unless I go back and read and find out that I just twisted myself up all backwards, your pineal gland has, is like, there's an optic nerve there. And when you close your eyes and see, yeah, when you close your eyes and you see an apple sitting on the table in your imagination, it's a holographic image projected for that optic nerve to observe. That's how I understand it. I could be wrong. It could be dumb, what I just said. That's how I understand it, though. That's how you see mm-hmm. images in your head with your eyes closed is your optic nerve and your pineal gland. And mm-hmm. then you get into DMT. Everybody has DMT that gets dumped in dream cycles and that kind of stuff. It's all part of the thing. But mm-hmm. if you put a diode in your brain and you can access that optic nerve inside your head there, then you can see, say, a computer screen in there and you can look stuff up or uh, however it works. I'm pretty sure Elon Musk has that thing in his head right now. Um, but they're getting it off hmm. the ground. They're working on it actively. Neuralink is a real thing. It's not a dumb conspiracy. They're doing it. He's already done it. I'm pretty sure he's got it in his head right now. But that's a baby step. Yeah. That is a baby step. That would be a brain stuff. Technology. Yeah, that'd be a huge yeah. baby yeah. step. Huh. They get that thing they figured out. Man. Then well, when you can, can put something in your head and the cell phone in my head working all the time and the information integrated into thoughts what hmm. yeah what does that become what, what does a man become then and then it, and it's hooked to some sort of singularity go go travel down the rabbit hole of what the singularity is lord terrence mckenna and the singularity 
Um, mm-hmm. Don't it's not good info, info, but it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> interesting. Huh. Come to a place here where we're all hooked up to that same Neuralink with a thing in our heads. That's going to be in your, it's going to be in your head. Everybody's worried about a vaccine, man. That's not what it. Mm-hmm. They're about to put some and hook us all up to the freaking singularity is what they're going to start doing. That might take a hundred years. They might not do it at all. It might fail and be like, oh, this wasn't no good and we'll try something else. It looks like it's going to... Yeah. They're talking about healing disabilities with it. They're talking about deaf can hear and blind can see and type stuff with Neuralink. When desktop computers first came out, how unattainable were they? I remember my... And his dad sat in the living room for a solid week programming Windows into it. And it was like, and then we played Pong on it. And I'm like, damn, he had to, he programmed that for playing this little game on here. Nothing, fast forward. I got a freaking iPhone in my hand, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, the week from that to this. this, Just apply that to, I can't remember what the equation is for how fast technology doubles now. It's exponential now. I, yeah, I've heard about that. Um, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, it goes... It's really yes, crazy. It's, a, it's crazy. If you think, like that and think about how they clung Dolly the sheet back in, like, the... Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything about clones in this conversation. Because I don't... But that's just an example of if they could do that back in the 90s, what can they do now? Did they stop? Did they, they stop that? Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. the same with Neuralink. They get that thing going. Clone. They work out some bugs, and it's going to be Neuralink 2. Neuralink 4. 11, it makes you put your fingerprint in it, but it's only just an imaginative fingerprint. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's going to yeah, somewhere. Uh-huh. That's going to go somewhere. And once you start hooking all people all up to the system, and that it into your mind, does it control you now? Does it Can it compel you now? Every will anymore? Are you... What if uh, and all the Neuralink stuff gets, they turn up to the lake like, or, I mean, what the world are people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that that's, that's anything, anything Mark of the Beast or anything. If, if something on Earth that I can see Mark of the Beast is Neuralink, it's going to hook everybody yeah. up to the same thing. I can see that happening. It's really going to be a part of it. Yeah. In my imagination, um, the Antichrist I don't know, man. Yeah. Story up real high. That is part of the story. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Zachariah Stitt nonsense called, called the, the Anunnaki. Whatever you're saying. Um, he he thought they were aliens, basically, is what he was saying. Gotcha. His whole work was kind of a little, a little ridiculous, but... but Either way, the point is that people from the heavens came down here and there were gods and they were stronger and they had power. People, this is the same story over and over and over and over again everywhere. Yeah, okay? yeah, yep. And that's what happened, in my opinion. That's what's probably going to happen in the... They're going to play up the alien story and say, look, I'm back. I am the creator. Or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe, maybe they've sense. got an AI that is the beast. I... There might be a robot yeah. that is an AI technology with the body and he's the beast. And he can speak. He's an image that can speak. Hmm. What else would that mean? They made an image that's an idol, but he could speak. Mm. So all the other idols have always been dumb. Yeah. There's, a, um, there's an old tradition, mystics, mystics, priests. There's like a whole thing. You have to look any of it correct, okay? Mm-hmm. But there's a whole sect of the, the story of the golem, the metal golem, the metal man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this has been passed down through the ages. This is something new. They've been talking about this robot guy for a long time. And the whole thing was they make this robot, and when the, they have a practice and this, that, and the other, and whenever the time arrives, they'll say the incantation. Wakes up and becomes conscious. Hmm. Whatever you want to call it. And now they ask, is there a God? Is now, buddy. Wow. It's an artificial intelligence. I don't people don't understand that programming language. Yeah. Programming language in college. Um long enough to discover that I hated computers real bad. <laughs> but 
What are they? Where do they come from? Who thought of them? How do those symbols when you type it? Ones are crystals. Because that's what hard drives are. They're crystal. Mm hmm. Hmm. version of quartz now, but I mean, they, they started off as quartz and. On crystals? What? How? Wow. You started data on crystals? Hard drive? Like, what? Hmm. And it's got this super secret language that nobody can understand that tells it how to work? What, man? Stan, yeah, I do. I went to school for that stuff. I know. I'm. What is it? That binary language, and you just. Dude, this stuff is weird when you think about technology. I'll ramble all day. Wow. Sorry. No, 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 dude. That you guys got to. You have to interject. I will get going and not stop. <laughs> no, dude. That was is... so like informational and so like I love that. No, this this is what I was shooting for. This is what I was hoping mm-hmm. for with this podcast. So it's all it's all good. Um, and I was gonna ask you a little bit about Revelation, but uh, you kind of talked on that. Yeah, a bit, you hit so. it all of it. Like you got um, everything. So I guess. And I'm all about the big picture. If we don't, don't have a whole picture, picture, there's a hole in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because if it don't work, for two months, digging to the bottom of every rabbit hole, finding it. I always find it. It's always there. Well, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Maybe, but stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess my, my last question for you is, and I think you kind of touched on it in the beginning, but after all of this having been said, what do you think is, at least for you, your end-all, be-all proof that God is real? The proof for me that God is real. The relationship that I have with him, the trust he's going to have me have been seen repeatedly that even though I don't deserve it any time, mm-hmm. ever, I never deserve to be caught when I fall. But every time I pray to the Lord, he does catch me. I don't, I, I don't, it's funny to me that people record physical evidence for a non-physical thing. Uh-huh. God is mm-hmm. a spirit. He does, I mean, do you want the physical evidence for God's existence? It's everywhere. It grows right out of the ground. Amen. Yeah. Abundance. Well, what, a, well, what about uh, your energy in the wrong place for this blood vessel in your eye? says that rather than you. If I want to put my hand in the water and snatch an octopus out, throw him on the fire and eat it, I'll do it with my messed up, terrible eyes. Just let him talk. That's funny. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you got the worst of the What a dumb design, buddy. I'm walking this full. I guarantee it. I'll go in here and anything. My design is so terrible. Why'd you put the mouth hole next to the breathing hole? overpopulation problem or not fellas i mean are we all getting along just fine swallowing our food in the same mouth that we breathe out of big deal that i'm not aware of well what about genetic disorders what about genetic disorders do you not know that sin carries on and any negative in- very true will affect the genetics is you're going to get mutated violence continued yeah. violence through generations will mute the dna it's a fact Generation curses are terrible. They're actually wired into the blood. Why? Because the life is in the blood. Mm-hmm. It means all of the life. The information for the life is the blood there. Well, no, it's just... No, it is not just proteins. The sun of Jupiter 17 times and back. I don't understand what the... The dude that, br- that uh, decoded DNA, DNA went find that it was data that we could understand and then found it based on the fact that God made Yeah. The original discoverer that guy, he just noticed some stuff that looked different. He was investigating for something. This protein. came along after that and was like, oh, this is DNA. And then some fella came along after that and made that DNA look like he made. So he went looked at it. And sure enough, sure. So that even Richard Dawkins. Pressure for this question. Give me a break. If he's going to fold under, if he's going to concede under pressure, then he's got. Precious. But he conceded that if we look hard enough for the DNA, we're probably going to find the signature of the alien. With life. After they themselves having, you know, evolved through natural processes. Mm-hmm. Of years of evolution, 
Why yeah. do we need aliens to seed the planet? Who seeded their planet? Who seeded the planet that seeded their planet? And, oh, there was an original seed that came out of the Big Bang. Fairy tales and nonsense now, like multiverse. That stuff is so stupid. Could even entertain. And multiverse theory, it must be true, fellas. That you and I are cat people having a conversation upside down because gravity works different. And the sky's the limit. Imagine anything, it's happening. Happening simultaneously somewhere because it must, because all of all of the possibilities must be lived out in some way for it to be true. It's just ridiculous. Why mm-hmm. do we believe that? It's crazy. It seems, it seems to me like you've got to really stretch to not believe that God. It's the e clean most right explanation of narrative. It's start to finish. It tells it all. Well, other religions do. No, they don't. No, they do not. Mm. They don't make no sense. That's what I have seen. Yeah, them. yeah. In story. No, they don't really. It's, it's all weird. Yeah. It certainly ain't nothing to do with people and mankind. And what's the? You just like to think you're important. No, I can tell we're important. Nobody else is talking, talking on, electric, on electronic devices that span the freaking globe um, to have a conversation right now. There's no monkeys yeah, doing, doing that. that. There's no, no dogs doing that. that. There's, There's no, no dolphins. dolphins. Dolphins are good. I mean, you can't. Go to our freaking office building. You're in direct screen every day. Then you I got nothing for you. I'm sorry. We have it's pretty evident to me that the humans are the goal. Yeah. And that if that's true, then there must be something more. Well, you're just saying that. Well, and that's okay with me. If people don't want to believe it, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do. I don't want to see people. Sure, sure. But I'm not responsible for every person. I just got to say it out loud. Yeah. Here's the truth, fellas. And if you guys don't want it, then um, I think that ultimately it's not. I don't. Ultimately, mm-hmm. so it's just my job. Yeah, absolutely. Well, geez, dude, that was <laughs> that, that was, was that was, that was awesome. Uh, oh, good. I, I would, so. I would, yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna listen to this like five times. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but no, absolutely. Like, thank you so much for coming on, and we'd love to have you like as often back on as as you, you're willing. <laughs> yes. Um, you just exude wisdom, so uh, we appreciate well, that. Well, I, I sure to try sound like I do anyway, but let God be true and every man a liar. Half of what I said is probably all not true because my memory is fallible. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. But the conviction behind it is all real, fellas. I'm certain of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're on the right path, I, and, mm-hmm. and when I say that, I mean, of course, it all it's all rooted in God and His Word. So, um, Amen. But I, I do. I'm in awe right now. But, Me too. I, I don't even know what to say. That was like, that was awesome. So, uh, so what we do is with the way we kind of end our episodes is uh, somebody will pray and then we'll end with Godspeed. And so um, somebody will just say Godspeed. So uh, I guess Codis, do you mind close this out? And uh, uh, yeah, Ryan, sure. do you mind close this out in a good old Godspeed? Yes, sir. All right. Well, Codis, right. go ahead. Uh, dear Holy Father, thank you for letting Ryan uh, be able to talk with us today. Uh, thank you for letting him share our knowledge with us today, God. Um, every time he steps out of bed, Lord, uh, Lord, just bless him, Lord. Get, give him your full blessing. Let him know that you love him, God. Um, and let all of us, you know, go out and let us plant forests in your name, God. You say that we plant seeds. So instead of just a little seed, let us grow a forest in your name, God. Um, let everybody know that you are there and you love them more than they can ever fathom, God. Uh, thank you for everything you do, Lord. Lead us away from temptation, Lord, and help us do your will for us. Amen. 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 Godspeed.